Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPI, Texas Hill Country Advisors, is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks, 500 leading companies, and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the stock market, the economy, and the world of personal finance. We are your co-hosts. Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies, independent local financial advisors right here in Kerrville, Texas. It's uh, just a little bit after 10 a.m. on this beautiful Wednesday morning. We do have some financial news and notes for you, as usual, to go over this morning. So let's jump right to it. This is your market update for Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. It is the official last day of May as we look to slide into June the markets closed out yesterday as a mixed bag. S&P basically flat on the day. NASDAQ slightly positive. Dow Jones slightly negative. All kind of in the waiting uh, room for the debt ceiling deal to see if that gets passed tonight on the vote for the House. And of course, even if that does happen, they still it's still got to make it through the Senate, hopefully all in time before this coming Monday, June 5th, which is now the new uh, drop dead date, if you will, for the debt ceiling deal to pass without further complications. Uh, markets are also looking at a decently uh, good chance that the Fed is going to raise interest rates again at their June 14th or June 13th and 14th meeting. We'll get the on June 14th. We'll actually get the decision whether or not they have chosen to raise rates again. Everybody seemed to have thought that they were done in May, but now we're not so sure. And the market's looking at majority majority uh, chance that they're gonna they're gonna raise again. So we'll see if that changes in the next couple of weeks. It definitely is subject to change. We've seen that in the past, but we've kind of come to a head here where the Fed is nearing the end of their tightening cycle for rising raising interest rates, and uh, we're kind of unsure. The market is definitely unsure whether or not they're done yet. So we'll see how that plays out. June 14th is the next meeting for them. On the economic front, we have three more Fed speakers scheduled today. Already kicked things off this morning uh, with an early speaker this morning. Manufacturing and labor market data still due out uh, later this week. Manufacturing data for May will come in tomorrow. And then the labor market data is due out Friday. So we'll look to those to see what those... Uh, numbers are and see how that plays into the mix, see if any of that moves some of the interest rate hiking expectations, just like the inflation number that we had last Friday did. That seems to be, kind of be the consensus about why that, that shift has taken place um, for the Fed to raise interest rates again uh, at their June 14th meetings because of the hot spending income and inflation data we got last Friday. So that's my rundown, quick and dirty rundown this morning. I know that uh, one of the things I did want to mention is the markets were off to a negative start so far this morning. Gilbert and I were just talking about that before we came on here. Uh, there's not a lot of green on the screen anywhere in there. So a lot of that seems, you know, maybe it's related to the debt ceiling vote. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of the day turns out. Gilbert, what's got your attention this morning? You know, I was uh, in, adding to what you were saying earlier. Uh, I also noticed today that uh, job growth numbers came out and, and apparently the job growth or job openings the jolts, to, the jolts report. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Came out over 10 million jobs, which 
is substantial. That means that the job market still is not taking it in the teeth like we expected it to with a lot of the layoff announcements that came earlier this year, earlier this month. Um, you know, it seems to me that if, if the job market continues to do well and wages continue to stay robust, the feds are not really going to have much of a choice but to continue raising rates. And um, it, it seems very likely that they're going to raise rates on the 14th of June. Um, it, it, it's what they have to do. Uh, they're, they're still trying to do their best to combat inflation. And that that just doesn't seem to be working as quickly as everybody's expected. Uh, on the other hand, like we said yesterday, it might be that maybe the Fed is going to be able to engineer that soft landing narrative that we've been talking about. Uh if if that's the case, that's great. That's wonderful. But it's just going to take some time for the markets to adjust to whatever this new reality is. And um, uh, as, in regards to the debt ceiling, I wouldn't count on a deal until it's on the president's desk and he signs it. Because even though a vote's going to be taken in the House today or this evening, it still has to go to the Senate. Uh, and, and there's any number of things that could happen in the Senate. You could get one or two uh, senators on the Republican or Democratic side hold it up um, because of whatever reason they might want some concession or some kind of spending to come their way. And in the Senate, because there's only uh, 100 senators, uh, it, it could it could find a way to get stalled there. So I, I wouldn't be too quick to assume that uh, just because it passes the House, it's a done deal. Um, as I say, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything to be permanent until it's on the president's desk and he signs it. And and I think the way you know that this deal is a good deal is is because you've got significant numbers on both sides that are not happy with it. And that that should tell you all you need to know that there are plenty of compromises in there. And and I know compromise is a dirty word, but it's what needs to be done to get things done um, politically anyway in this country. Yeah. Good stuff this morning. I did show the just real quick. I did show this is the chart for the, the jolts report. So this is job openings. This is for the month of, of April. Um, it's the most recent data, the one that was released this morning. And it popped up above 10 million. It was expected to be a little below that. But just want to explain real quick. This is job opening. So if the labor market remains tight and the pressure for wages is, is continuing to push upward and make wages go up, which is not good for inflation, you you would expect this number to kind of drop off and go in a downward trajectory over time, but it popped back up. That allows wages to have a, a you know, the more job openings there are in the market, the more upward pressure there would be on, on wages. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Yeah. You agree with all that? Yes. Gilbert signed off on it. So, okay. <laughs> that, that probably means you shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. I think uh, I think that'll do it for us this morning. Quick and easy this morning. We'll see what the debt ceiling vote turns out to be this evening. And we will be reporting on that tomorrow morning. So we'll catch you back here tomorrow morning. Don't forget, interact with us, share our content. It helps other people find the show. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Most weekdays since the stock market is open in all places podcasts are possible, including Spotify. Thank you so much. See you back tomorrow.